Today's episode of What Happened When is brought to you by fight.tv forward slash starcast and Tony Schiavone. Ron Funches is going to be on hand for Botchamania. Matthew is putting together an exclusive clip just for us, and we're going to review it right after Ron Funches makes us laugh. And to keep the show going, the very controversial, the hilarious Casio kid. I'm looking forward to this one, man. How about you? I am too. I, I've never met Ron Funches, but of course I've met Casio Kid. Uh, I didn't know he was controversial, though. Is he going to bring his controversial talk to uh, our botchamania? Well, I think uh, our audience has uh, hot takes, warm and cold, maybe even hot and cold on Casio. But something everybody's hot on is what happened when? This is a who's who of professional wrestling at StarCast, and we've got our pick from the lineup there. And we've even got a surprise or two that I haven't released yet, Tony. Uh, I don't even know that I've told you about this. How excited are you about our live show at StarCast? I, you know, here's why I'm, I'm excited about it. Because not only being able to work with you and connect with the fans, which as everybody knows, I'm always excited about it. But I'm not so sure myself about the surprises that are lined up for this. So I may be surprised as much as you and of course we're going to be uh friday afternoon uh doing that as starcast it's friday afternoon uh and it's just a great lineup the entire day Uh, just a phenomenal lineup the entire day over 20 live shows that weekend over 40 hours of content and you don't have to make plans to join us in chicago you can enjoy this from the comfort of your living room whether you're stateside or anywhere across the globe you can make it happen right now to where you can watch the shows live or on demand you don't have to watch them as they happen go check it out right now it's fight.tv forward slash starcast that's f-i-t-e dot tv forward slash starcast and there's two r's in starcast don't miss it if you're a what happened win fan this is the super show you've been waiting for plus over 20 other live shows right now at fight.tv forward slash starcast this is old breaker breaker billy parker dean here reminding you that promotional consideration paid for by the following if you want more conrad thompson and tony shivani how about you head over to patreon.com forward slash whw monday complete with behind the scenes video new content every week that's patreon.com forward slash whw monday you hear me and by loisrules.com shoot we all love lois that woman is crazy woo and her website's one of the hottest sites over on ProWrestlingTees.com. There you can get all your favorite t-shirts from what happened when. Remember, LoisRules.com. Shoot, you best get on it. And by, if you know it's good for you, y'all better head down to BoxGimps.com, complete with coffee mugs, baby onesies for the little critters, beach towels, koozies, and a whole lot more. That way, you can shamelessly show your support of what happened when something to wrestle with in maybe three weeks. So head over down to boxofgimmicks.com. Also, slapdick theater with your host, Kellner Dumas. You know what, Tony? You need to come back on down here, Gregsville, Virginia. You and I grab a beer, sit by a fire, and we can tell some stories. Man, I bet you don't remember half the shit you done gotten into. Of course, you don't have to take my word for it. You can just ask Conrad. Well, you know. Gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett for Starcade 
Conrad Thompson, and this is what happened when on the MLW radio network, Tony Schiavone, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, Conrad. How are you, buddy? And, uh, hello to everybody, not only on the MLW radio network, but also with us on Patreon as we are dropping on Mondays on Patreon and Wednesdays, Wednesdays on the MLW radio network. Uh, we are, uh, heading closer and closer to Starcast that we're very excited about. And we're also uh, heading closer and closer to rolling tape here today, if I can call it tape, on Thunder. This is our Thunder episode, and I'm so excited about it, aren't you? Well, here's the deal. This is actually our second Thunder episode, but this is our first like watch-along that we've been able to do because now they're on the WWE Network, and we let some folks on Patron pick what we were going to be checking out here. And let me just say, this has a lot of good shit in it. I just... You know, yeah. I, I sort of had the same attitude. A lot of other people did like, oh, thunder. But then when I actually watched this one back this week, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe all this is in the same show. This is going to be the perfect content for a fun. What happened when, if you haven't already fire up thunder number 51. Now this went down on February 18th, 1999. Um, I was a senior in high school for this, Tony. How how does that make you feel? Wow, man. A senior in high school. (laughs) Yep. I graduated in May of 99. So I was a senior in high school here. Makes my head want to explode, man. Hey, let me ask you before we get going here, because somebody on Twitter hit me up this morning and they had a hilarious take. And I, I don't know when this was from, it was some sort of clip. Burger King was sponsoring something for you guys on thunder. And a fucking salad falls on your head. <laughs> Wait, on, on my head? Yes, just yours. Lee Marshall sees it and is cracking the fuck up. Bobby Heenan is drunk off his ass and can barely stay awake. He doesn't notice. But a salad falls directly on your fucking head. How did this happen? What was going on? I have no recollection of this at all. Are, can, Are you, can you access your Twitter machine? Yes. Uh, no, uh, yes, I can. I think pull your Twitter machine up and I've just retweeted it and it comes to us from Julian James and he calls himself at big daddy, Julian J. So, you know, he's a douche. Um, <laughs> no, we appreciate Julian listening, but anybody who refers to themselves as big daddy, right. Is either in porn or a fat old man or, oh no, this guy's a rock and roller. Okay. So it's a gimmick. You're forgiven Julian. We appreciate that. <laughs> You got to see this, man. 
Somebody okay. threw a fucking chef salad on your head. Man, I, I must, you know, I must be getting now worse than, uh, than ever. Uh, if I don't, I, I should remember this, shouldn't I? Well, I mean, if somebody threw salad in my head, I think I would remember. Yeah. But I understand. I mean, maybe this was a more common occurrence, you know, maybe people were throwing, you know, lunch foods at your head so frequently that it all just sort of blurs together. Yeah. <laughs> There's a very good chance that that is that. And, uh, and so that was a part of Burger King, I guess. Right. I mean, that was part of, no, 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 no. This was not a plan. No. Right, can you not see the video? How long does it take an elderly to pull up Twitter? Well, I don't, uh, have Twitter on my computer. So I now wait, I've got wait. to pull out. Do you have a fucking phone? Yes, but I don't, I don't have Twitter on my phone here. You don't either. have Twitter on your phone. No, I don't. All right. Let's just go to the videotape. Let's tag in our tag team partner here. Thunder <laughs> number 51 on the WWE network. It's February 18th, 1999. Tony, is she ready? Yes, I think she ready, honey. Come on in here. Uh, while I try to find Twitter on my phone and give us a countdown. Go on now. One, two, three. Play ball. Hit play. <laughs> Well, we open up with Hollywood Hogan, and look, the, the belt is painted, Conrad, red. NWO Wolfpack red. How, how would you describe Hulk Hogan's look right here? He's got fingerless gloves, the big cut open, uh, black long sleeve t-shirt, and then a ski mask that he's got tilted up, revealing his face. And here and comes now, Roddy and Piper sporting the United States championship. Now don't adjust your sets. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not 1979. It's not 1985. It's 1999. Hogan's the world champ. Piper is the U S champ. This is real life folks. Well, yeah, I guess that that's a way of saying we got old folks uh, wrestling for the, for world championship wrestling. Uh, but the fact is is that uh, they were still pretty big stars about uh, back at that time. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, no, they're, they're huge stars. But the idea that Piper is the U.S. champion, like Piper was U.S. champion in like 81. So that right. he's U.S. champ in 99. Is in, look at the fucking shock stick and the way Piper thinks you're supposed to sell a shock stick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Lord bless. Here's the thing, though. Of everybody on the roster, don't you imagine the person who's most likely to have been legitimately electrocuted or shocked is Roddy Piper? <laughs> yes, I like, do. That dude's had tasers on him in real life. <laughs> what do you think of this opening here? Love the opening. Absolutely. It's, it's a, uh, a mock-up of the Hollywood sign uh, in a way with our own font, but but showing all the stars and having the, the sign explode and and go to thunder. There's a lot of, there's a lot about this show. I liked Conrad. I really did. Uh, and now in hindsight, how about that? Boom, boom, boom. Thunder. You know, we've made fun of, um, this thunder set, the original one that looked like the goddamn aggro crag, but this thunder set here. Yeah. I actually kind of think is cool. I don't know why I didn't think it was cool at the time, but when I was watching it back last night, I was like, you know what? It's actually kind of cool, man. Yeah, well, well, let's call it like we see it. Thunder was very underrated. Uh, if you think about it now, I have shit on Thunder so many times because I'd, there was no way that we could have done a second show. But damn it, we did do a second show. Uh, and there you see the steel cage high above the ring. 
and your announce crew is wondering, what is the steel cage doing high above the ring? I always thought, and uh, agree with me or not here, Conrad, that our opening sequence of fireworks and explosions and pyro were, was way too long. I mean, uh, we, we get all we, we show the cage, we show the pyro. Now we show the set. We pull back. We go, oh, look at that. Tony Schiavone is about a half inch taller here than Tanae and a little bit taller than Bobby the Brain Heenan. You like Bobby the Brain Heenan's? Uh, he looks shirt? like the fucking Hamburglar. <laughs> By the way, let, let's talk about your, your, this is like your go-to jacket. It's a really wide lapeled blue sport coat. It looks like you're going to go yachting because it's got like the gold buttons on it. Right. When did you yeah. know that you were the worst dressed man in professional wrestling? I, I, you know, I, I, I don't think I was back in 1999. Uh, I, I didn't like, like the Hamburglar. I didn't have a, a gimmick shirt on like Mike Tanay did. Uh, I thought, gosh, I thought I was pretty dapper at this time. Conrad, this feels I've, like uh, a poor man's version of trading places with you right here. <laughs> I'll see you down at the club. <laughs> uh, when when are we going to get more of Grey Poupon? <laughs> are we out of again, Mugsby? <laughs> Will you buy me 5,000 shares of pork bellies? Yes, there you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For bacon and tomato sandwiches. Uh, all right, so we're talking here. And, uh, we are, it's, but look, boy, look, look at me, look at me pounding that finger, buddy on the, on the pump, 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 pump. I'm, I'm like saying we got a great show. Motherfucker. We got a great show. Motherfucker. All right. And we had our own segment uh, here as well. Conrad, our own segment. I need, I need that to be our tagline of the show. We right. got a great show. Okay. Motherfucker. Here you go. All right. Yeah. Well, Hey, Hey brother. Uh, I know we were tag team partners. I know we're brothers, but take a look at me. I've become a pimp oh as God. you see. I'm a pimp and I've got a new service for all, uh, my girls. Yeah. It, the, the new service is suckin's got to hoe. Oh, that's right. No. Suckin's got to hoe. And I want to know I, if you're going to be part of, it. I ain't going to be part of shit with you motherfucker, because I'm the only one between us two that can actually wrestle. You understand what I'm saying? We, I can actually wrestle and you just go down. First of all, they're no good looking hoes down in Houston, Texas. Oh, speaking of ugly and speaking of hoes, take a look at me. I'm a hoe. I'm a wrestling hoe. I've got no talent. Listen, you cannot be a part of suckers. Gots to hoe. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, boom, throw him up against the wall. Son of a bitch. And hang on a second. What do we got here? Woo. Well, come on in, Tony. Is that a button on your fur coat? Or are you just happy to see me? I hear, I want to, uh, what? What do you got in your hand there? Oh, my God. Did you pull this out of Conrad's ass? Oh, wow. Well, come on back here, and I'll stick it up. No, I won't do it. It's been up Conrad's ass. I won't stick it up yours. However, uh, we can play a little bit if you like, okay? I can pretend uh, I'm uh, Ashley's boyfriend, and you're Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, I'm going to stick it up your ass. Ooh. All right. What the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> We're going from one vignette to another, aren't we? I mean, there's no, there's no buffer in between at all. And, and you see Canyon approaching this, this big, beautiful home here and ringing the doorbell. Yeah. And I, it's funny because at my house, when we were watching this, people were like, it was that Flair's house. And I was like, no, that's Raven's mom's house. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> what? 
Raven's mom. I'm like, wait for it. Wait for it. I remember these segments. Yeah. Well, who was playing Raven's mother here? Oh, they had an actress do that. A uh, local actress. Should have they, got they their, hired money, back. Got their money back on that deal. Yeah, I know. Uh, and, and now we go into, uh, this is a, God, this is, this kind of looks like a, uh, a really dumbed down version of the Conradison here. If you think about it, uh, it looks nothing like my house. Hey, how about well, Raven here? Just chilling in this room. There's no TV. Yeah. There's no radio. Yeah. There's no right. cell phone. There's no magazine. He's just lounging with nothing. <laughs> and now they're going to get up and they are going to go to the cars, man. A Ferrari, a yellow fucking Ferrari. So the gimmick here is I'm not depressed. I'm putting on a show. I'm making myself look miserable for my mom. Don't be a Mark. Mm. Uh, and they're going to be going to, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, when I saw this, I thought, and we're going to see it a little bit later as they hop into the car and take off and go to the bank. I didn't realize this, but listening to the people in the bank talk, it apparently was a bank from Huntsville, Alabama. No, it's not. It had to be because when we're going to see later, the guy said, come on in here, Mr. Raven. Good to see you here. Have some money like a swig of whiskey. That's what it sounded like when he walked in, uh, and other, uh, thank God. Let's go to action, man. Woohoo! Look at um, this shit. Uh, Would you look at this disco inferno coming out with a shirt that Don West would wear mm. and, and an NWO Wolfpack tank top. And he's dancing to the ring to NWO Wolfpack music, but he's still dancing like his regular disco entrance. Uh, he didn't had a great line here. He said the, he's coming in with a jacket, uh, of the color of sinus infection, green, which I thought was tremendous. Uh, you know, by this time too, Bobby Heenan had had just about enough of us too, to be honest with you. Uh, and that's a sad story in itself. Uh, and, and now we are going to th this look, I, I get it. And, and no, no disrespect to Glenn Gilberti here. Uh, he is going to bring in Scott Hall, but to have this motherfucker open the show anyway at all is, I don't know. Wait a minute. Now you put him over all the time and now you're shitting on him. Yeah. When have I put him over? Well, like every other week here. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> let me get in that mode then. Hey, it's great to see the disco inferno. Let me say this. I have no idea why I'm here. No idea why I'm here to start the show, but they gave me the microphone, so I'm going to talk. Can I ask you a question out there, everybody? Is my nose flat and my forehead just look straight across to you? Does it look like, actually, we were talking about Frankenstein on a video earlier. Do I look like I was made? Do I look like this is not a real nose? Do I look like I was put together? Can I, would some, oh, boom, doon, doon, doon. When I saw this, Conrad, I wondered, do you think Scott Hall was a little tipsy here? Well, that's certainly the, the thing they're looking for. Now, of course, Disco is saying he grew up watching this guy. This guy yeah. was an idol. He was, right. he is the rowdy Scott and they play right. Piper's music and out comes Scott Hall in a kilt. And here yeah. comes a famous internet meme where he comes down and picks up both sides of the uh, kill and does like a little curtsy. Right. I mean, how great is that? Such a great <laughs> moment in wrestling history. 
I do remember that part very well. Right. Because Scott Hall was, I mean, him and Kevin Nash were two of the best at just mocking everything about professional wrestling. Were they not? Oh, they were, they were, the, they were, they were ultimately cool. They were trolling before trolling was cool. Right. Yeah. And you actually trolled me by text message, not even on Twitter. You started it. Yeah. You started it. So don't, you know, you're the one that started trolling me. I just, I just fired back at you. I'm kind of like president Trump. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn the recording off. <laughs> no, in, in that I, I won't. No, unless no, you... no, no, no. We're not going to talk no. about politics. Go All listen right. to okay. something else. All right. All right. I was just talking about trolling. Um, uh, Scott Hall was so fucking cool. And I said, is Scott Hall tipsy? Even if he wasn't, he, he played the part of being tipsy, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's the idea is he's supposed yeah. to look like he doesn't care. And some of the times maybe he really didn't, but maybe he did care and he's pretending that, I don't know. It's yeah. like inception of caring. <laughs> so he grabs a microphone and he's going to do his hey, uh, signature. Hey, yo, but he, and I brought this up before he gets ready to talk and he stops. I need, I need you to, uh, do the promo. Okay. Uh, hang on. <clears throat> hey, yo. I would, uh, <clears throat> hold on a second. I would just like to say that coming up in Chicago is Starcast <laughs> with Conrad Thompson who we all know is promoter of the year is going to be there. And I told Conrad that if you want me there, only thing you got to do is set me up with some pussy. Oh Speaking my. of pussy, take a look at the, my buddy to my right here, all in green. He's a pussy. He shouldn't have to be wrestling. Well, I understand that. So I told Conrad, no, I don't need any money. Just hook me up with a couple of, Chicago's finest, and I'm not talking about cops. I'm talking about models. I'm talking about girls from the strip club. And no, Eric, I'm not talking about the gold club. I'm talking about the strip club. So here's the fact is, Disco, take the microphone. Yeah, go ahead. I got nothing. All right. I'm going to interrupt this interview. To talk about fucking nothing. They've got me booked with Booker T coming up at Super Brawl. That's right. They got me booked in a main event at Super Brawl. <laughs> you think the pay-per-views were shitty beforehand. Just get a load of what's going to happen when me and Booker T go in the ring. Do you absolutely think, absolutely think there's anybody, any Booker, except Mary, maybe for Terry Taylor, who's my friend, that would say, let's put Disco over at Super Brawl in Oakland. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm lobbying to go over because I'm not only just a disco schmo, I've become a fine professional wrestler. That's exactly right. Yay. Yay me. All right. Well, <clears throat> uh, thanks for giving me the microphone back. <laughs> but I, w- I do want to talk about uh, the girls from the strip club that are going to show up here at uh, All In and uh, Super, uh, uh, what we call it? Oh, yeah, Starcast. I'm going to be at Starcast. 
I want about five or six big blondes with big boobs, all 19 to 21 years of age. And then uh, they will escort me back and forth to my room and back and forth to my limousine. That's all I'm asking for. I'm low maintenance, Conrad. That's all I need. And I know you're paying a lot of people a lot of money. Me, I'll just stay with the pussy. That's exactly right. I just want, I just want pussy. Because that's, at my age, you don't get the pussy like you used to. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, uh, just ask Shivani. <laughs> Shivani hasn't gotten any since, well, since this show aired, actually. He hasn't gotten any since that time. But, of course, that's his fault because he's gotten so damn fat that he no longer has a dick. He has a button on a fur coat. So here's the deal. All right. Coming up in Chicago, I want four of these girls to pick me up at the airport. I don't want a limousine. Uh, Toyota Corolla will be fine. And just throw me in the back with these uh, three of the girls and have one of the girls drive. And, of course, they can uh, – uh, let me show you what we're going to do. Going to take off the uh, – woo! Take off the kilt and throw it, and that's how I'm going to do it in the back of the Toyota Corolla as well. So, Conrad, you got your work cut out for you, buddy. I was hoping that uh, Scott Hall was going to say right there, Tony Schiavone hasn't had pussy since pussy had him. <laughs> the last yeah, that... time Tony Schiavone got a piece of ass is when his finger <laughs> tore through the toilet paper. <laughs> what are we talking about on this show right now? I'm embarrassed for us. Oh, God, we're terrible. Oh, we're terrible. I mean, you really shocked me with some of your comments there. It's a wonder okay. that you haven't gotten your ass kicked yet. And we see Raven walking into the bank nope. here in, in yep. uh, Marianne, right. Georgia. Oh, no, no, it's got to be Huntsville. Watch the They say, Mr. Raven, good to see you. My name. Come over here. Conrad Thompson just came in. He got most of the money, but we still got <laughs> something left for you. Okay. <laughs> Let's know. walk. Let's walk over here and, uh, uh, there you see, uh, Esmeralda, she's our, uh, bank teller all in green. Hello, Scotty. Would you sign for the money here? And we've got a lot of money for you. Uh, uh you know, when I saw this happen here, Conrad, I'm thinking, how do they really do this? I, I mean, how, what do you mean? It's not hard. Yeah. You, a bank is not going to let you do this. Yes, they are. They are. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they do. They have money there. Well, I know they have money, but this is gimmick. I mean, this is a gimmick. No, no. WCW really legitimately gave them $10,000. They gave them a, a, a deposit for 10 grand. And then they said, Hey, we need you to vacuum seal these, uh, ones. Wow. Cause that's what that was. I mean, it was 10 bricks of a thousand dollars each. So it was 10 grand in ones. And of course, Canyon's like, where are we going? And Raven's like, Oh my God. Which is funny to me because well, you know, yeah. Listen to you. Why would he ten, know? Ten, ten bricks of $1,000 each. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you get those every day, which is probably the case. Hey, speaking <laughs> of, uh, of bricks, here's, here's one. Lash LaRue, big listener of the show. He looks like he's about 19 years old right here. Yeah. 19 years old and 300 pounds. No, no, no. He's still in good shape here. This is when WCW still has a chance to survive. This is okay. just before you and him have, have joined forces to conspire to crush an entire empire. Yeah. And we crushed a lot of wings as well. Uh, well, here he's going to go against, uh, Chavito Chavo Guerrero, who, uh, was a pretty damn good heel here at this time. 
uh, we, we, we've brought this up before on our podcast and it's worth mentioning again here. Uh, and, and that is this, he is, uh, in, in, he's kind of overlooked because of Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. If he had a different last name, he could have been a bigger star. And it's right. weird that that actually works against him. And I'm sure he wouldn't trade it for anything. And he's proud of his family heritage as well. He should be. But you know, when you're imagine if, you know, you were coming into the business at the exact same time as Shawn Michaels and he was your older brother, right? You'd get Marty Jannetty. That's right. So here we are now. We are, uh, Conrad, we're 20 minutes into a show. That's 20 minutes plus commercial time. No All wrestling right? yet. This is our first wrestling. That's right. It's our first wrestling match. So, and again, you know, Vince is kind of doing the same thing now in, in his shows. Well, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of talking going on before there's wrestling. Oh, for sure. That's been the formula for a while, but I guess this is worth mentioning that there is no competition here. Thunder is, is solo. There's no head to head. There's no SmackDown yet. Yeah. Uh, a, a drop toe hold. And there you see 72 year old, uh, referee Charles Robinson, Benjamin, in the ring. Benjamin button. Wow. Looks great. Doesn't he? It really is uh, amazing that this dude is still doing this. You know, you think yeah. about all the ups and downs and just the travel and wear and tear and you know, just the actual physicality in the ring. And he's been doing right. it night in night out over 20 years now. Well, you know, he had to, he had to keep up the lifestyle so he can afford all that bleach for his hair. Good God. He bleached his hair worse than Ric Flair and Bobby Heenan did. Now here's the difference though. He actually went to a real place because uh, he'll send photos out on social media of him under, you know, at the beauty shop, like with curlers uh, in his hair and the foils and he's got the big dome on his head. So you oh. see Lex Luger here shouting at Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, Lex, just and, Lex and Liz are in the limo here. Let's be careful. Yeah. Uh, I know I, I'm going to be careful. I'm just going to talk about uh, Ray kind of turning heel here a little bit or doing some heel kind of look at that. He'll kind of moves <laughs> with that arm up in the air. And, uh, this is, you know, this is leading to Ray Mysterio battling for his mask. We've already unmasked Juventud Guerrero here. And I guess we're in the midst of Eric Bischoff saying, everybody needs to unmask for me. Have you talked to him about that on his podcast? I have. And what was his uh, take on that? Find out at 83weeks.com. Oh, fuck. Can you tell me off? I got to listen to it, I guess. Yes. Okay. Because I know he took some heat about that. No, he did. And listen, yeah. I'm not done messing with him. I'm going to beat him up about it every time I see him. It's just what okay. I do. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, we interrupted a match again for the limousine. And here's, here's how fucked up we were. Okay. If you go back and listen to the commentary, I say, wait a minute. We are told that a limousine is arriving outside. Right. And then I'm told in my ear, wait a minute. It's daylight outside. So say that that was recorded earlier. So we come back afterwards and I say, oh, that's recorded earlier. Uh. But then, <laughs> but then I tell, uh, I tell Craig Leathers, uh, over the headset during the break, I said, it's still daylight here in Salt Lake city. Okay. It is like uh, five o'clock. Right. So, so we could have gone, we could have gone with it. So it, it was just, it was another one of these last moment, Nobody tells 
the announcers what to say or how to do it, clusterfuck. So I said, we're going to go outside. Oh, oh there's limousine and come back. So, well, oh, that was taped earlier. So what the fuck? Just another one of those small things that I, I really think one of those small things that, that sunk us. I mean, there were a lot of small things that sunk us, but disorganization that came out on camera always real, real, I, real question. Why did you, why did you fuck it up? Why did I fuck it up? Because you're blaming my ass now. Hey, so well, you said it, I mean, these are your words and now you're blaming somebody else. I mean, you, you, you were in control of your mouth, right? Or were you a puppet? I was a puppet at times. Okay. So okay. whose hand was up your ass right okay. here? Okay. Uh, let me, what, what should I have said? Should I have said, oh, I've just been told, uh, that was taped earlier, but I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to go ahead and go with live. Should I have said that and exposed us even more? See, here's the deal. And I've always said this, and, and I really think this is true. And Bruce fucking, I mean, Bruce Pritchard. Uh, Brother Love can probably also agree with me on this if he'd like to. I always thought that when Vince had a meeting and when Vince ran television, that everything seemed organized. The presentation to the employees, the presentation unto the uh, production people was everything is organized. And then with us, Everything came across to the employees, to the production people, like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. So I always thought that maybe Vince never always knew what he was doing, but he always had the presentation that he knew what he's doing. So I always thought that was one of the great things about working with him was maybe he wasn't as, maybe things weren't as organized or as on cue as they should have been, but Vince always had the presentation of if they were. And I would always tell people, I said, if we, if we don't, if we don't know what's going on today, let's pretend we do and show a, a, a face to everybody else that we know what's going on. We couldn't do that. We couldn't work the workers and we should have been able to look at that split. Hey, let me ask you, you know, we've, we've talked about contract value some here on the show before take a stab. What do you think Lash LaRue who's working in prime time national TV? What do you think Lash LaRue's contract value was for the year 1999? Uh, $85,000, 51,808. Whoa. And now he's working on TV. Yeah. But he's, but he's a young kid and he's one of those kids that probably Bischoff said, you know, I'll, I'll pay him this and he gets to work on TV and he thinks it's going to help his career. And I'm sure Lash just gobbled that up. Right. And didn't complain. Yeah. I mean, he was, uh, you know, a young upstart from Gadsden, Alabama. Uh, the industry in Gadsden is meth. So, yeah. you know, it was, uh -huh. it was. It was meth or, or wrestling. So he made uh, the right choice. Yeah, he did. And then of course, he, uh, obviously as we move on later in years, he used uh, most of those $51,000 for groceries he or, did. And, and art supplies. Uh, he's actually a pretty talented artist, which I'm sure, you know, yeah, uh, let me right. ask you about, uh, Chavo Guerrero by comparison, uh, Chavo in 1999, you want to guess his contract value? Uh, now his contract, 85,000, $203,258. Well, that's pretty good living. That's pretty good living. And, and here you go. Shove it you better, man. I tell you what, he, he keeps throwing Charles Robinson down. That hip's going to pop out again. Oh, and here comes Billy Kidman. Woo. He could be backstage with Tory. No, but he's going to come in and he is going to get on 
do, uh, whoa, man, look at Billy Kidman go. He must not got any. He's really angry. Going to send him in. Ooh, and Chavito, this is pretty cool. Goes down low and then throws them together. I think Kidman's your cruiserweight champion, and he got quite a pop when he came out. Yeah, well, he got a lot of TV time, too. He really did. And th- and then, you know, we I give Billy a hard time, but Billy was a hell of a performer, I thought. Hell of a performer. He did a lot of great stuff. And then, of course, he was banging Tory Wilson, so his life was good. Let's talk about uh, Billy Kidman's 1999. Not only did he have Tory Wilson on his arm, but he also made $297,974 a year. God. And he didn't have to buy any wrestling uh, gear. But, I mean, he was clearly uh, one of the top guys, though. Guess how much of that $297,974 was merch money? I, I, boy, I don't know. Hit, hit me up with that one. $101. Wow. $101. Come on. I'm serious. Shirts were flying off the shelves. I mean, he probably sold, what would you say? 11, 12 shirts. Uh, yeah. Uh, now here we're at Versace. And what's funny <laughs> is when I watched this last night, I said, please don't do the trying shit on montage. And just sure enough, there it is. Yeah. Canyon yeah. dressing in Versace uh, yeah. because, uh, in order to go to the strip club, he's got to, uh, change his look and you see Canyon, uh, having the curtain opened on him and he pretends to be embarrassed and covers up. And some of his looks look like he was in the rocks, $500 shirts. Yeah. What an interesting look. And how about Eric Bischoff here as a limo driver? We see a clip of nitro where flair is uh, demanding that his limo driver, Eric Bischoff stay with the car. Don't leave the immediate area. You're with me all night long. And, uh, Bischoff with the salt and pepper look here. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I've got an inside story about this. Uh, the people who founded Uber watched this video and thought, I got an idea. If that motherfucker can do this, why don't we have anybody drive? And that's how Uber started. So, so you're insinuating that Bischoff was not even qualified to be a limo driver, much less run Turner's organization. No, I didn't say that. I'm saying they, they looked at, say, if, if a guy who's running the company can drive somebody around, we can get anybody to drive somebody around. Where was this shot? Uh, this was shot in Atlanta, uh, out in the field somewhere. We're in the, we're in Atlanta. I'm not so sure, but it was shot in Atlanta. And, And I thought this. You know what this was, this had the look and the feel of, and I remember when I saw this on on nitro, this had the look and the feel of somebody needs to get arrested for this shit. It's almost in a way. Remember when they uh, wrecked the Steiner's car? Yeah. It's almost as this is, this is not in the ring. This is like an assault. No, of course it is. Yeah. And this is like, uh. And of course, as you know, they just so happen to have a spotlight out there. Not just a spotlight, a fucking helicopter. A Can fucking you helicopter. imagine how much money this costs to put together? You've got two real Hummers, not that H2 bullshit, H1 legitimate military style Hummers that are circling like, you know, something from the outsiders, not the wrestlers, but like the dudes who roll up cigarettes in their short sleeve white t-shirts. And they've got a helicopter with a spotlight and all these guys in masks, but then occasionally they lift their masks up. So you can see that it's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And in the background, you see Mike Jones. 
And that completely fucked up the whole gimmick to me. Yeah, it does me too. Like you can't yeah. reveal who it is. We're supposed to know who it is. And what's funny yeah. is he's even got an NWO weightlifting belt. And I watched <laughs> this with Bruce Pritchard and he's like, could that be a clue? <laughs> well, I mean, Hulk Hogan has exposed his face. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. But, but what fucked it up for me was the fact that Mike Jones, Mike Jones, who? What's his number again? Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. Whatever. What? Mike Jones, keep Who? your mask on because the fact is the fact is that you 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 shouldn't be in this shot. It just completely fucks it up that you're there, and so Flair gets assaulted, uh, and uh, you know what? It wasn't that bad of an angle, with the exception of police should have arrived. Uh, but I kind of liked it, but, but then again, with the exception of, of Hogan and Nash, who the fuck we got, we got Stevie Ray, Mike Jones, we, Mike Jones, Brian Buff Adams, Black, Brian Adams, Buff Bagwell. So yeah, the NWA ain't what it used to be. And, oh, it's funny. I know. At my house, his ass. Somebody <laughs> said, oh my God, was that up Flair's ass? <laughs> so, and, and now he's being rescued. And of course, when they see the hat at my house, everybody's like, it's dusty. Yeah, Dusty's right. coming to save him. And I'm like, no, it's Clifford Macias saying, Flair, you never paid for all those boots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on, champ. Boy, man, you really tied it on tonight. How fucking drunk can a man get? Come on, man. We got a, you got a match coming up at the Von Braun Civic Center. This is actually a live shot of me doing a podcast with Rick two years ago. <laughs> it's like every, it was like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Let me prop him up right here. Let me get the nasty boys on the phone. Here we go. Jerry, are you there? Can you get Brian knobs off the toilet and get him in here? I got flare propped up. Need to record y'all blabbering on for about an hour. Oh God. I laugh, <laughs> but sometime life is stranger than fiction, right? Dude, it's been the most surreal existence ever. Hey, by the way, Flair is doing so much better. Uh, you know, yeah. get, I get lots of requests, but Hey, how's Flair doing? But yeah, you know, he got the plumbing hooked back up and, and right. it was a pretty serious situation. He finally got the, the staples and the stitches and all that out and he's good to go. And I'm happy to report that this past weekend, as you're listening to this, uh, Flair took a vacation and was able to fly for the first time in a long time and went to Tampa and finally got to enjoy some, some summer sun, which as you know, is Flair's favorite thing. And he hasn't been able to do that, but now he's able to do it and get around the way he likes to, and he's back to normal, man. So it's a success story. That is, that is wonderful news. I, I, it really is because as you know, Conrad, uh, you and I were, were, were there at the hospital when we really thought he wasn't going to pull through. Uh, and, uh, I remember getting in touch with Arn Anderson and Arn saying, nah, he's going to pull through. He's not ready to die yet. <laughs> and Arn was right. So that was, that was great. And the good news is, is the healthier he gets, the healthier he gets. And once the wedding is over here in October, you and I can just beat his ass. Well, I don't know about that. If he turns that yeah. figure four over, you know, no. we're fucked. No, if I, we, we'll beat the fuck out of him and then we'll, we'll videotape it and put it on Patreon. We could do it in a field in Atlanta. Yeah, that's By right. By the way, this is one of my favorites gets. You see Ham Cube stick his head out <laughs> of the limo and ask a no nothing ass security guard, is anybody here? Uh, just <laughs> that exact space. And everybody in my house says, What the fuck did he say? And I, I speak 
ham cubes. So I said, <laughs> he asked if DDP was there. Oh, okay. Now the sights and the sounds of Atlanta, Georgia, Jelly Rolls, World Bar, Metropolitan Beach, and the Gold Club. Woo! Just <clears throat> that place is not around anymore. Just thought I'd throw that out. And uh, uh, they had a great night of stripping or going to the strip club. I guess they, they spent all the 10000 You know what? It would be just like us to make a deposit of $10,000 and give it to them and not ask for it back. What's great is when Canyon comes down yeah. and he's tucking his shirt in his jeans so Raven's mom doesn't see. Right. Yeah, that he was getting a blowjob. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it looked like to me. Hey, you know, Raven's mom's pretty hot here. What are you saying? For an old guy like me, I I, I, I like that. I like that look. Oh, my. Yeah. Kind of, uh, kind of Hillary Clinton 1990s hair. Oh, do this promo. Uh, okay. Well, he, listen, uh, people may think that I'm not worth a fuck. People may think just because I'm related to Hulk Hogan that I got my job. And guess right. Oh, guess what? All you motherfuckers are absolutely right. <laughs> but the fact is, is that we are going to have a decent match. And you know why we're going to have a decent match? Because of fucking mannequins can have a great decent match with Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit. So we're just going to act like mannequins for about 13 minutes at the end of the show. And there's nobody out there that thinks in thinks that we're going to go over, thinks that we're going to go to Super Brawl and go for the tag team championships. I just like to say this, they stuck me and you in the NWO and now they're wondering why the NWO is going right down the fucking toilet. Let me take off my glasses to accentuate this. The fact is, is that we are going to tonight be in the main event. That's right. The main event of thunder, a show that has no competition and they stick us in the main event. No, it couldn't be Kevin Nash. Couldn't be Hollywood Hogan. Absolutely not. It had to be Adams and Horace Hogan. That's exactly right. A knockoff of Kevin Nash and a knockoff of Hollywood Hogan in the main event here in Thunder. The fact is, you guys are in for a treat because we're actually going to bump for you. That's right. And we know we got to bump for you because the fact is, is that you will cinch us up and you will put us out. And they did end up having a good match, I thought. And you've seen it before, right? I thought it was the fans were into it. I thought it was pretty good. I can't believe they let them ramble on for two and a half fucking minutes there. Well, yeah, I, you know, you were talking about how much the show cost with the, let, let's think about this, this show. And, and I know the, uh, the, the helicopter was from, uh, oh, business about to pick up here guys. Cause I want to get to this fast, but they had a, they had a, uh, helicopter. They've had a couple limousines. They shot that vignette. They had an actress play uh, Scotty Levy's uh, mom. Uh, this uh, here's one of the things: the uh, the budget for the show was out of fucking control. The, our production budget was out of fucking control, and, and and plus they had to they had to dress up Ralphus, as we're going to see here in just a few moments. Love the look, man. Van Halen look. Yeah. Chris Jericho here. Going to be a big star. Uh, of course. Uh, in just, uh, what? Like six months from here. He'll yeah. Be, uh, working for the competition. He's wrapping it up here. Yeah. 
this is going to be one phenomenal skit here. He introduces Casio kid in a dress. Isn't it something? Isn't it absolutely something? And, and you know, they, you know, you, you talk about Benjamin button. Think about how old Casio kid looked here and how, well, I guess he kind of looks the same. Sorry. I was going the wrong way on that one. You know, what's funny is I don't know why I never put this together, but Ralph is a little bit, not a lot, but just enough. Sort of reminds me of chunk from the Goonies. <laughs> I needed whenever he spoke for it to be hey, you guys. <laughs> Rocky road. No, it was baby roof. <laughs> baby roof. So this is, um, some of the best stuff. And what's interesting about, you know, and I watched this with Bruce and of course they fucking micromanage everything that Bruce ever did, but these guys are not, I mean, they, they're allowed to just sort of come out here and just ramble on. Right. You know, I mean, you saw the, the promo earlier where disco didn't really know what the fuck he was going to say about Stevie Ray. He said something like, you know, you're a JV basketball player or something like what the fuck are you saying? And we handed it back to Scott Hall. Hall knew it was shitty. And he's like, well, I guess you told him (laughs) that was so fucking awful, but he doesn't want to bury him. But how can he move along? And we see that with Scott Steiner later, Scott Steiner does a promo that just goes on and on and on. And you feel like, oh, we're done. And they even do cut away to a crowd shot thinking, well, that's the end of that segment. Nope. He keeps fucking talking again. And that's what we had with Brian Adams and Horace Hogan. I think they just didn't know what to do. So they just let them keep going. There was a debate before we see Ralphus. Actually, we'll wait and see Ralphus and I'll tell you about the debate later, right. but cause this is a glorious moment. I mean, one of the best moments in thunder history. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Cassio kid forgot to put his front plate in, uh, just, uh, if I say he looks good here. Let me just say well, Judy Bagwell looks like shit right here. Okay. If, if I say it looks good here, would you think that maybe I'm aroused by this? No, I mean, you put a wig on it and tell it, tell, tell him to ignore the dog hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Well, then it would be Ralphus in a wig with animals. <laughs> what did you think I was doing? Uh, uh, listen, when you say the word or the words dog hair, yeah, yeah, the alarm goes off. Everybody on Patreon, everybody out there on MLW radio network knows what you're referring to, but that's okay. It's funny. And I laughed and I'm just as much in trouble as you are. Motherfucker. When it gets back around, uh, you know what? This was all, all right. I'm going to go back to this. You were talking about guys rambling on and on and on. You know what we did back then? And yeah, Bruce and those guys micromanaged and it probably, it, I think was the right thing to do. They would just say, go on out there and talk. You got two minutes Go on out there and talk, talk about something. They, they, and then they say, talk as long as you want, or we'll wrap you up within two minutes. Then they would end up going three, four. And it was, it's, it's the case of. Again, being out of control, just not being able to, just not being able to have the time, the staff or the know-how and probably know-how is the right term here. The know-how to, to try to really produce these guys. And some guys didn't need producing like Jericho. 
didn't need producing. And as you said, he was on his way to bigger and better things. Look, uh, Ralph has got a head of hair like Arn Anderson. I didn't realize that until yeah. right now. Got that flesh colored geometry. How about the earrings? Such a nice touch. Yeah. And he would always open up and show his boobs. You notice that when the camera was on him. How about a uh, hooventude here with yeah. no mask? Still looks weird to me. I need to yeah. be in the mask. Well, no, no, you don't. I mean, if you're a, if you're a mark for Lucha Libre, maybe you do. But the fact is that live thunder continues after this. Watch out. Oh, there's a couple of drop kicks. Oh God. Well, uh, no, I liked him. I, I think he looked good like this. Hoovy juice. Handsome, uh, handsome young man. See, I'm always, I'm, and I, I, I get it, but I'm always the one that feels that if a guy looks nice, if a guy is, is a handsome guy in the face, then you need to show it. And here we were thought that Ralph was, was going to kiss him, huh? He was trying to kiss him. <laughs> oh God. And now he's going to stomp poor Ralph. Look at this. Jesus Christ. Ralph is a truck driver. Leave him alone. <laughs> he's out. Hey, you know, this whole thing, this Ralph's shit was, was the idea of Chris Jericho, right? And it, it, again, it shows you how Jericho was, a was too talented for us. We didn't know what to do with him. So he did it himself. He's talked about it many times. He talked about it on his podcast, that things that he got away with in the WCW would have got him fired at WWE. Hey, there's a sign. There's a virgin. Ooh, how about that? And he's pointing to himself like, yeah. Wow. I don't understand. Well, look, look at little Cassio in the crowd. That mm. must've be Cassio's dad in the dress outside the ring. <laughs> By the way, uh, have you ever met, uh, Lonnie Gibbs, Lonnie Gibbs? Yeah. No, he's a friend of Cassio's. I got to introduce you to you sometime. You're going to love him. Oh God. Really? You know what else you're going to love? And that's uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, who's our official sponsor for Podcast Row. Tony, I'm not sure what day you're coming to StarCast, but I'm actually going to do a, a whole little shebang down there at Buffalo Wild Wings and Hoffman Estates because they're sponsoring Podcast Row. And everybody who attends StarCast is going to be able to stop by Podcast Row and get some frill, some, as you like to say, coupons yeah, uh, for uh, some of their delicious offerings. So needed to remind you about our friends at Buffalo wild wings because they're doing podcast row. I'm coming in Thursday morning. No, you'll miss I, it. I, I really, but I'll get you some coupons. Oh, give me some coupons. Cause I love me some Buffalo wild wings, Asian zing. Oh, you know what? I forgot to mention the, uh, what? the after party sponsored by blue chew. <laughs> I'm, I'm being fucking serious right now. You're going to go to all in. And then after when you get to blue shoe, everything's going to be blue. There's going to be a blue carpet. There's going to be a step and repeat. There's going to be girls in blue dresses. And, uh, there's going to be, I don't know, hundreds there, and hundreds yeah. and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of wrestling fans and like six girls. And, yeah, and um, go ahead. It's going to be samples. Well, yeah. Okay. There's going to be samples, right? So there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of guys walking around with fucking hard ons and six girls. No, well, that, that'll be an after party to go to. There's, there's no, there's no samples. You have to go to a doctor to get a sample, but we will have downstate the, uh, the band who performed the all in theme song. And are you in the loop on the, the former Emma from WWE? No, I need you to throw it in your Google machine, Emma WWE, and then just click images. 
Okay. Her real name is Tennille Dashwood, and she's going to be our host for the after party. So while you're mocking um, the Holy after shit. party, see? Yeah. Don't need no blue chew there, do you, buddy? <laughs> well, someone my age always needs it. Um, and here's DDP. I, He's looking for the blue chew. He's ready for the after party. Wow. Am I done? Very cool, man. Well, you know, I, do these blue chews work? Oh yeah. Bischoff is addicted to them. He loves them. <laughs> All right. Now we're in the midst of a, a look at this, uh, big pop up. They throw Kimberly out of a car here. Uh, this is, uh, it so, wouldn't work so, today. So Scott Steiner had his way with Kimberly and then threw her out of the car. Yeah. So it wouldn't work today at all. Which part? Throwing Kimberly, having her way and throwing Kimberly out of a car. It's, it's, uh, I have, based, it, on, I have it on good authority. That's how you and Lois met. What? I got thrown out of a car. She got thrown out of a car. No, she had her way with you and threw you out of the car. No, no. I went to Seven Eleven to get a, to get a hot dog and a Slurpee. And she was under the sign that said hot to go. I like it. And, that, and that's how we met. You know, that's how Bruce Pritchard met his wife. He was telling me he was cruising down the interstate there. And there was a sign that popped up that said hot now. <laughs> and whenever the hot now signs on, he's like, you got to pull in. All right. So he and pulled in, but he never pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Buff, Buff Bagwell looking pretty good here and being a very good heel. This was the time, this era right here, this era right here was the time that Buff and I had a little heat between us. And I've mentioned this before on a podcast. It's worth mentioning here because this is the time. Buff kind of hung out with Scott Steiner. He was around with Scott Steiner all the time. And I mentioned on the broadcast one time, so look, here's Buff Bagwell. He is nothing but Scott Steiner's flunky. Buff got mega pissed at me. And we were on an airplane. He came, he walked up to me, he looked, he went, flunky? I went, what? He said, flunky? You think I'm Scott Steiner's flunky? I said, you're a fucking heel. Why did he take it so seriously? I don't know. And I said, look how they're presenting you. You're running around with him. You're laughing at all that he says. How about you Scott Steiner's the TV champ, but he's like, fuck the belt. It takes <laughs> away from my Colonel Sanders on my junk. I'm not wearing that fucking belt. Everybody needs to see my Colonel Sanders. I, I went to Panama city and got this airbrush in person. I'm not covering this up. Mm. Wow. What do you think the airbrush budget was in professional wrestling? <clears throat> well, my God. Can you imagine if you just, I mean, to me, if you were a real entrepreneur, you probably would have found an airbrusher and you would have taken him to the backstage of every wrestling show. And now we wait. Right. I mean, you just, <laughs> right. Hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, we airbrush shit. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. He's holding, he's down in front of him with, and holding it up with one hand and his head's he's, moving. What's going on? And, and he, he's, he's flunky. I mean, this is, this is the way they set up the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. So he, uh, uh, Scott here is going to, I guess Scott was going to say, Hey, coming up, we've got a sale at Shoney's a big boy and fries, the special, and we'll throw in a little bit of coleslaw for only $7 and 99 cents and holla. If you hear me, by the way, I, um, I rolled through Ackworth this week. You're looking to set up that, uh, that golden corral next door. 
No, I stopped by. Okay. I tried oh, to, whoa. I tried to holler if he heard me. You stopped by the Shoney's on Ackworth this past week. Yeah. Did you see him? No, he wasn't there. You sure? Yeah, I went in and asked for him. And I, okay, I, know, I know what he drives. All right. Wow. And I know what to look for in, in a new vehicle. He has one common thing that he does to his vehicles. And so I know to look for that thing. All right. So when they said he wasn't there, I was like, let me just check. <sighs> wow. I, I just thought maybe I, I was told, you know, I'd ask one time. I said, uh, if I go to Shoney's in Ackworth to see a big Papa pump, is he going to be here, be there? And someone said, yeah, he's always there. So I just thought maybe that he, he goes in, in every morning. He says, if a rotund motherfucker from Huntsville, uh, comes in looking for me, I ain't here. Oh no, there's no way that was the case. Okay. I, I'm just saying, you know, I didn't know if he had maybe ran a bank errand or something. I don't know. Okay. We could have been anything. Yeah. Have you seen their Facebook page? Oh man. I haven't, but I, people tell me that our listeners are spamming and I really wish they would not mess with his business. Like, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, we, we have, you know, there's a whole lot of people who don't listen to the, who aren't wrestling fans who really just enjoy Shoney's. Yes. And, and if you're on there and you're just cussing left and right and making fun of this or that, it affects not just Scott Steiner, which I get. Everybody wants to have fun with. I understand, but all of his employees and their families too, it's just lay off of, you know, pestering his business online. Now, if you want to go by and you see him and talk about the freaks and the peaks and the ham cubes to him, that's okay. But yeah. And you know what? It, it uh, it affects our business too. We are, we do wrestling. We do comedy. We have a great time. And so stop being a troll for God's sake. There's enough trolls in the world. Not only that, you know what? Scott Steiner may just fucking the rage may fly to him and he'd kick your ass. He sent a tweet out a week ago. Yeah. Uh, about him joining forces with pro wrestling tees. He's finally oh. going to start selling pro wrestling tee shirts, which is cool. Right. But like every comment was about ham cubes or Steinerized with the Sharpies. I mean, it was, I, I encouraged people to stop that. Please. People were tagging me like, look what we did. And I'm like, come on, man, this dude's not active on social media almost ever. And when he finally is, you just troll him with my shit. Come on. Yeah. All right. Bobby Blaze going to come in and get the Steiner recliner. And again, just, uh, we are, uh, let's see. I'm uh, just a time cue here. 53, 35, 36, 37. As Bobby blaze gets in the ring, how much wrestling have we really had here? And to top that off, if you listen to this show, we did not talk at all about, about any of the action. We did not talk about a bit of the action. We talked about super brawl. We talked about what happened to Ric Flair. Uh, we talked about Scott Steiner and diamond Dallas page. Uh, we talked about Jericho and we just, we just promoted ahead. So we were in the, we were, we were really off our game here in many ways. And maybe I understand that this whole show, which is unopposed wrestling wise is a vehicle to promote your pay-per-view, but people know 
people understand that. And I, I just, I, I, this is a, this is a really, this is how not to announce wrestling 101. It really is. So for you young wrestling announcers out there, listen to this show. This is how not to do it. What's your favorite Bobby Blaze match? Oh God, I, I I don't remember Bobby Blaze at all. At all, was he from Huntsville, Alabama? No, he kind of looked like it. Had that curly mullet. This is one of the best skits that we're going to see. I mean, one of my favorite highlights from this show is what they do post-match on this. He's got the second Steiner recliner on him. So right. what happens post-match is just something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we mentioned pro wrestling tees again. We haven't talked about shirts in a while over at lowestrules.com. Have you checked out the shirts at lowestrules.com? Yes, I have. What, what's, Couple of... Cause we got some new ones. Yeah. What, what do you think? What's your favorite? Well, I, my, my favorite, you know what? My favorite is still of all of them. My favorite is Loki big hog. Well, it's, it, 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 it's, it is absolutely still my favorite. I sorry. I just, you know, we've got four good ones. We've got, I broke Conrad's leg instead of I yeah. broke Wahoo's leg. Cause I'm sporting a boot right now. We've got the American whales, which is what, um, the three of us, when you count Cassio kid are. Yeah. We've got Shivani's organic formula, water, Buffalo shampoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a shirt you need to see, but my favorite, yeah. you know, we, you, you sort of freestyled on an ACW episode recently yeah. that FMW frontier right. martial arts wrestling stood for fuck me wrestling, right? We have a fuck me wrestling shirt. I can't believe this is real. Go look at it. You got to see this. It's lowestrules.com. And, uh, don't forget that that's over at pro wrestling tees and they are our official main stage sponsor pro wrestling tees. How about that? I like the lightning bolt. Look, I, I think the FMW logo that's is their, very unique. That's their real logo or was it was a real logo. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, again, Scott Steiner, uh, Scott Steiner <laughs> just completely destroyed uh, the uh, the gurney as we were talking there, and uh, it didn't matter because I mean, if he had a neck injury, they just kind of picked him up and threw him on the gurney. <laughs> How great is that? <laughs> they didn't stabilize the neck at all. Oh, he's hurt, hurt his neck. All right, get him out of here. And then he's just jumping up and down on the thing. It's just <laughs> such a great segment. By the way, yeah. you forget. Yeah, because I see Conan on TV every week because he's on everything. He's on MLW. He's on like Lucha Underground. He's on Impact. I mean, everywhere you turn, Conan's on TV. But I sort of forget this era Conan because I'm watching him in the same week, right? You know, current modern day sort of OG Conan. But man, this dude's all over the place in this match. Conan, one of the great performers. Absolutely. One of the great performers that we had and uh, on many ways, he, he just adapted. He changed his styles. He could wrestle. Uh, and here's another thing about this match. I was, I was watching. We did not even, we did not even mention silver King and Hector Garza here. No, by name at all. I don't think ever at right near the end of the match. Mike today got their names in. They're just uh, cannon fodder for Ray Mysterio jr. Yeah. It's going to be at Starcast, by the way, as is Conan. Really? Yeah. Ray's going to be there? Yeah. 
I get the scene without his mask? No. He's a good-looking young man, or now a middle-aged man, I guess. And uh, Garza, Garza and, and, shit, and Silver King could do a lot of great shit here. Uh, again, the wrestling was just incidental here. Hey, uh, I do. There is a, a growing list of activities I want to do with you, but we've got oh, a photo booth at Starcast, and we can photo. we can do fun stuff with the photo booth. Like we can animate things and put drop in other graphics and stuff. I think you and I ought to have fun with the uh, Westwood One photo booth. I'd love to do that. I know Medusa's going to be there. That you think she would get in the photo booth with me? Oh man. I think that would be a hit. I think, uh, I think we got to make that happen. It's the Westwood yeah. one photo booth with Medusa and Tony Schiavone. What would we call it? Water Buffalo special. <laughs> oh, there, there's your real, Hey, you want to do yeah. some of that FMW teach yeah. me about FMW Medusa. <laughs> while I, while I gnaw on this blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I ought to, I ought to take a blue chew and just, I mean, just be completely aroused and see what my facial, uh, expressions are like. How about, uh, Conan with, uh, working the, I don't know, crotch of the jeans yeah. right there yeah. in Hector's face. And that's all on camera. What do you think Turner thought about that? Yeah. No one cared. No, man. Look at Conan doing some great shit, but I mean, he's all over the place, dude. Yes, this is... sir. He, yeah. Well, he knew, he knew he, Conan's smart enough. He was, gosh, I mean, he was a legend. He, he knew that he had three guys in the ring that could do a lot of shit. So he had to do a lot of shit too. How about Conan setting up the spot here to do the monkey flip and right. all man from silver King to pick him up. And then there goes no. the hurricane Rana, or as Flair would say, have a Corona stereo. And the fan, gets the win. fans react, man. They love it. They are so hot for this. And it's funny. I watched this one with Bruce and I was like, Bruce, I know you hate that style wrestling, but man, look at the crowd. They were fucking into this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I saw this and, and I just think out of re respect to, uh, what happened. I'm not going to have much to say during this with the exception of Malenko was really short. Yeah. I think that's what, uh, the takeaway was at my house too. Like. Yeah. Benoit wasn't very tall, but he's significantly right. taller than Malenko. Right. Which means that on some level you could paint his ass up barge. Oompa, loompa, loompa dee doo. I've got a Texas clover leaf for you. Oompa, loompa, doopa dee doo. I am an agent. Now, where are you? Calling baseball in Gwinnett. <laughs> I'm miserable, but you are not. When Vince gets mad, he gets mad at me. And you're in Syracuse again. Four horsemen. He should have stood on a phone book or something. I, I got to tell you, though, Malenko and Benoit in this era, two of my absolute favorite wrestlers to watch. I was so happy when, when Malenko was, was number one in the PWI 500 1997. Of course I know now that's all, you know, who gives a fuck, but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dean Malenko was great. It was great. I, I have a, a lot of people still ask me again, was Dean Malenko really that funny of a guy? Hilarious. 
As a matter of fact, he is still that way. When I saw him uh, at Raw backstage recently, he was going through all these one-liners with me again. I'm thinking, wow, Dean, people just don't realize how you really are, man. All right, this is the angle where uh, Bret Hart came out the U.S. Heavyweight Champion and Roddy Piper wins it. By the way, you can see Roddy Piper winning the U.S. Heavyweight Championship uh, on an, an episode of Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, which is on the network now from back in 1981. You talked about that earlier, 81, 82, around that era. Uh, and it was, uh, he had did an angle with Ric Flair, and it was really good. Flair was the baby face, and Roddy Piper was just, you know, when, when Roddy was young, he was phenomenal. And um, we're talking about the early 80s there. And look at this. Will Sasso comes out. Will Sasso, who was a big wrestling fan. Look at that. He's hopping around. Jesus. Oh, my God. Will was pretty cool, man. And I, I, I thought he was a very funny guy. You ever met him? I have. Yeah. He was at our show in Los Angeles last year with Bruce and I, and we're hoping he can make it to our LA show this year. By the way, you know, we've been talking a long time here and we haven't mentioned that you and I got some big shows coming up, man. And you can find out all about it. If you go over to lowkeybighog.com. Uh, we're coming to Nashville on December 16th. That's actually my dad's birthday. I'm saying, fuck you, dad. I'm going to hang out with Shivani. And you should do the same thing. It's uh, Sunday, December 16th, three o'clock. And you can get tickets for just 35 bucks. I don't know when we're coming back to Nashville, but I'm looking forward to being there. How excited are you to be? Have you been to Zanies in Nashville before? No, I've not been to Zanies in Nashville, but you know, I got a very, very good friend in Nashville who's going to be there. Uh, her name, pause, pause for you to react. Her name is Lisa Manning. And she works for uh, WSM FM. I one of the big that she had a restraining order against you. <laughs> no, she didn't. Lisa and I, Lisa and I have been good friends since the early '80s. I've known Lisa a long, long time, uh, and I hope to get on her radio show as we head towards that. You're going to love Lisa Manning. Absolutely love Lisa. She you... is. Uh, she's really tight with the Charlie Daniels band too. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, she really is. What else is cool is the comedy zone in Charlotte. Boy, this is Crockett country. This is flair country. I'm excited to be in Charlotte, man. We're going to be there on November 11th, 11, 11, three o'clock. Check us out. I should mention that on both of our shows, I'm a football dude. I check to make sure there's no Panthers game. If you'd like to come see us at our Charlotte show and there's no Titans game. If you'd like to come see us at our Nashville show. So check it out. Comedy zone, November 11th, three o'clock. What happened to when? Grab your tickets right now at TomZink.com. We have lots of people misspell Zink, by the way. It's T-O-M-Z-E-N-K. So Zink, like the wrestler, not the mineral. Z-E-N-K. Uh, Charlotte, how excited are you to be back in Charlotte? Charlotte is where it all started for me. It is where it all started for me and where all five Shivani children were born. You know, I've just recently been texting back and forth with our buddy Dick Bourne. Really? You text Dick? Yeah. I mean, I text Dick Bourne. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's my buddy. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he he, he had a, a very good text that uh, I'm going to read to you here because it, it really made me think about my life. Uh-oh. 
while you're looking for that, I should tell you that <laughs> there's some big stars who come to, um, the comedy zone. I mean, Carlos Mencia is going to be there, uh, and other big names, but to me, the name that I think we get mentioned most often with you is Bob Saget. Bob Saget is going to be at this same place. And then the Bob Saget of wrestling is going to be there. And they're very wrestling friendly, uh, intercontinental champion. Dolph Ziggler is going to be there in September as well. So wow, don't be sleeping on the comedy zone in Charlotte and come see, uh, Tony and I on November 11th, tomzink.com. Dick Bourne said, and I'm reading this uh, tweet, uh, from yesterday as we're talking here now. I don't know what I envy more. You getting to work with all those guys in the 80s, or you getting to go to all those great cards at Greensboro Coliseum in the 70s? When you think about it, you live the perfect mid-Atlantic life. I did. I absolutely did. And I, I really, I, Conrad, when, when Dick Porn and I text back and forth, I get emotional. So Dick uh, makes you cry? You, yes. You weep over Dick? Yes. What? I mean, no, he's very, I mean, we have very serious conversations too. He's been a great friend yeah. to me for more than five years. Yeah. Well, you know what they say? Dick's a stand up guy. No, he is for sure. Yeah. And you know, he's firm in his beliefs. Yeah. I know he is. Yeah. Well, he's got th- a good, he- got a good head on him. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Really does. Let me ask you, um, do you think he sometimes, you know, Dick, I mean, a, a little yeah. too rigid. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when I, when, uh, when I went to your house and he was there that one time, I, I gave him a big hug and he just seemed stiff. And I, I told him, I said, you know, you need to lighten up, buddy. You just need to kind of settle down. And, and then the first thing he said, he said, how's the button on your fur coat? I said, well. It's not like you, Dick, but it's here somewhere. Hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, he, he's one of those two handshake guys. Yeah. You know, know. like you can't just do the regular handshake. You got to do like almost like the funeral handshake. Like it's, it's a two hand, it's a two hand dick, you know? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta kind of grab him down at the end and then just grab the top of it and shake it. I get that. Well, I'll tell you this though. He's, uh, he's pretty trim these days, you know, yeah, he's, he he's yeah. been, he's been, I used, uh, taking care of himself. Yeah, he is. I used to think when I first met him, he was kind of chub, but, uh, he's, he's pretty, he's firmed up a great deal and that's good. Now we're going to see low angle here as fucking disco inferno. Uh, you know, uh, by the way, uh, Jerry Flynn, who was in the, uh, Jerry Flynn was, a, was a shooting, uh, uh, Karate guy, Kung Fu guy, Kung Fu guy. Listen to you. Disco Inferno, by the way, uh, hooking in the, um, the blockbuster or the chart topper, whatever it may be. Yeah. Whatever we called it. And Flynn got the win. Uh, Jerry wrestled in, uh, for us and then wrestled in Japan a little bit as well. And I think that was kind of the extent of his career. Loompa, loompa. <laughs> so I was explaining to, um, Cassie or kid that there was a difference between Jerry Flynn and Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Who was your favorite of the two? Were you a Jerry Flynn guy or a Jerry Lynn guy? Jerry Lynn guy. Is anybody a Jerry Flynn guy besides Mrs. Flynn? 
Uh, no, no, he was, uh, we gave him some wins, uh, but we really, and I, I even think we gave him a manager at one time, but, uh, I don't think we, I don't think he, we made much money with him. Well, well, I know we didn't make much money with him. Yeah. Would you like to guess what Jerry Flynn was making here? Oh my God. Uh, he had to make more than 51,000. Well, I mean, give me a number. All right. Me give you a number? Yeah. Uh, 85,000. $117,376. Oh. You guys spent oh. on Jerry Flynn. Oh, my God. He got a new contract in July of 1999. 150 a year was the plan. Yeah. You know why that was, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I know why that was. Bischoff was a karate mark. It's exactly what that was. Um, here comes, they left him for dead in, in a yeah. field and 12 men took turns beating him. And he's got a handful of little tea, tiny bandages on his face. Here he is pop pop. Yeah. Uh, just to let you know, I, I think he actually looked like that. Uh, when Ashley's boyfriend beat him up back in 2008, why do you keep saying this? I just think I, it's funny. I feel like you're trying to get it over. <laughs> I just think it's, I just think it's funny. Well, you know, he's back up and running now. He might beat your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's come on. Come on. Do you think Flair even knows how to throw a real punch anymore? Or is it all just working punches? I mean, there is such a thing as like muscle memory, right? So yeah. do you think just by nature, if he tried to like whoop your ass, he would pull just yeah. a hair short, just out of instinct. Did I ever tell you that I saw him really whip a guy's ass one time? No. All right. Uh, this is in the 19. 19- seventies and I'm a wrestling fan and me and my family go to Harrisonburg high school for a, what was, I didn't know the name at that time, a spot show. And I buy the entire front row of ringside. I have me, my cousin, Butchie, my uncle, John, my aunt Francis, a couple of more cousins, the entire front row of ringside, one side and flair and Valentine are taking on Johnny Weaver and Wahoo McDaniel. In the main event and a fan gets mad at Ric Flair and Greg Valentine. And he jumps on the back of Greg Valentine out of the, out of, from the, not from our side of ringside from the side to my right. Never will forget this jumps on Valentine's back. And all of a sudden the shit was on and Flair beat the fuck out of this guy. And the guy now, all of a sudden, is trying to get away, realizing, oh, shit, <laughs> I got to get out of here. And Valentine is not letting him leave. And Flair is pounding this kid unmercifully. He had, uh, he had uh, cigarettes in his pocket. They tore the shirt off. Cigarettes went flying up in the air. And my Uncle John, who was in his mid-80s, upper 80s, and was, had those two steel canes, you know, that they would walk with yeah. back then, raised up his steel cane because they, they spilled right in front of him. He raised up his steel cane, and he whacked Greg Valentine on the head. And Valentine wheels around, and the guy finally gets to escape, thanks to my Uncle John, and he and Flair look at Uncle John, he and Valentine and Flair look at Uncle John and say, no, nah, we're going to leave this whole fucker alone because we could kill him. But, and I was a fan back then, before I knew Flair, they beat the fuck out of this guy, which told me, that it had happened before and 
when you decided to get involved in wrestling, uh, as a fan, you shouldn't because you got the fuck beat out of you. And as good teammates would do, Johnny Weaver and uh, Wahoo McDaniel allowed the beating to happen. <laughs> they just kind of watched. So, so I did see him beat somebody up. So he probably really could beat somebody up back in the day. Pop pop ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah. He's the fucking, you know what? And uh, here, uh, go back and listen to this interview. This is a hell of an interview, man. This is a hell of an interview because he brings up the names of Jack Briscoe, Dory Funk Jr. He brings up Harley Race's name. He brings up Bruiser Brody's name. He brings up all the guys that he wrestled before as NWA champion. He brought up the late Kerry Von Erich's name. He referred to all of them. I thought it was a very, very solid Ric Flair interview. You need to, it's one you need to go back and listen to. He says, God rest his soul. Um, he says, Harley race, God rest his soul. Bruiser Brody. Right. And everybody at my house was like, Harley race isn't dead. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not. Yeah. Wow. You ever talked to Dutch Mantel? Yeah. Dutch is going to be at Starcast. You know, Dutch was there when Bruiser was killed. Yes, he was. He was in, he was in the locker room. Okay. Uh, it's a. I'll have to tell you what we're doing uh, with Dutch a little later. All right, it's it's a phenomenal story. It it's a it's a horrible story, but it is a riveting story about the death of Bruiser Brody. May or may not have something for you, at Starcast uh, with Dutch uh, Mantel and that exact same story. Oh, uh, I think you'll uh, actually be there for that. You might actually get to see that. I wish Hope you could I stay am. the whole week, by the way. Uh, by the way, um, great friend of the show, Mr. Cody Rhodes. He's a little hot at you. No, oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. What? Look, look, I called Cody and he sent me a text. Wait a minute. Hang on. So, uh, what's on the menu, Tony? Huh? Can you believe what we're looking at right here? What's funny is everybody house was like, wait a minute, all this sex stuff with Tori Wilson, like. This is Vince Russo. And I was like, no, Russo's no. not here yet. Russo's no. not there for a while. Chat me up though. Yeah. What, what do you want? Who booked this? Like, and is this Eric Bischoff writing this? Is this Kevin Sullivan? Is this Kevin Nash? Like, yeah, yeah. This is, this is Nash Sullivan, Terry Taylor writing all this. Oh, is, is Tori Wilson in the top five all time real Todd? Yep. I don't think there's any question. Yeah. The unfortunate thing about this is she had to run and take a shit like right there. What, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Why, why are you saying this? You, you, well, she, you I mean, she did. Down. She ran towards the bathroom you at the end of it. Say, mm, oh, no, you need to pump the brakes. Okay. <laughs> she look talking like that. Well, she did. She looked like she was running off. I mean, just, you know, running off. She's a lovely lady. Yes, she is a gorgeous lady, but you know, even gorgeous ladies have to take a dump now. No, what, why, what are you doing? What well, are they you do? Doing? They do. Look, it's human nature. You think you think beautiful women don't shit? I don't think we talk about it on what happened when. Okay. I know beautiful women shit. I don't know how you know that, but I'm going to pretend that you don't know that. Right. Well, is it uh, time for our main event? No, this. We're not even close to the silliness, are we? No, it's here. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, silliness. I thought this was good. 
I thought the only thing that fucked up this whole match, you'll see it coming in at the end of it, that fucked up the whole match. But the fans are into it. By the way, we were at the E Arena here in Salt Lake City. And this was the same building uh, that we first blundered through Goldberg's debut in Salt Lake City at the E Arena. The E Arena was was not the Delta Center. I don't know what they call the Delta Center now where the uh, the Jazz play. But this was an arena that was built specifically for the Winter Olympics. And they built this a building uh, for the speed skating and for hockey for the Winter Olympics. Uh, and it was a pretty cool building. By the way, uh, Horace Hogan, 33 years old right here. Really? Yeah. And looked it. Lots of uh, people in my house assume that Horace Hogan was dead. He is not dead. Still alive? Still alive. Do you have a, a crew of uh, people over at your house this weekend? Yeah, there's a big wrestling con here in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, they had uh, Jimmy Hart, Tracy Smothers, Red Warrior Animal, Shannon Moore, Angelina Love, um, Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. We tried to get you, but, you know, you, you had baseball. Yeah, well, that's the way life is. I was, you know, we should. Did you talk to Jimmy Hart? I haven't yet, baby, but I'm going to, baby. I'm going to see if he wants to split a can of beans, baby. Harry don't eat meat, baby. He just wants some beans, baby. Darling, love you, sweetheart. Uh, I would love to do a show at his tiki bar. Well, if you were here, we could have done a bonus show with him here for Patron, but you're not here. You know who wants to do a bonus show with us? Uh, Joey Mercury. Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, well, we got to do that. Yeah, he sent me uh he sent me a text the other day. He said, uh, "Hey bro, uh you and your uh you and your buddy Conrad need to get me on your podcast." I said, "Well, we're going to all be at Starcast. We'll talk about it." Absolutely. So there. So, yeah. so some more bonus content coming your way here on Patron. Here on Patron. I think we need to have you do uh some DDPY on Patron with Dallas. Oh, like have him work me out. Yeah. The work, yeah, yeah. I it, we should have been rolling tape when Lois did her first workout with me. She wouldn't have allowed that to air. <laughs> She's lost some weight too. You know that? No, I'm not knocking her. I'm just saying she doesn't like to be on camera. No, she won't be on camera. As a matter of fact, I have. I really want her to travel with me on some of these places that we're going. You and I, like Chicago, like Nashville, like Charlotte. She'll have none of it. None. Of, you know what she told me? She said, get a beautiful woman and dress her up and make her and have her pretend she's me. I said, what are you doing? People, people want you. Absolutely. People, yeah. They want Lois Shivani. What, what's they up with that? Yeah. They don't care what you look like, sweetheart. They don't care that you've grown old and a little bit heavy. Said you were one of the most, when I met you, you were the, one of the most gorgeous women I ever met in my life. And to add to that, she was the only good looking woman that would ever fuck me. So that's why I married her. Hmm. Coming in hot today, Tony. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so any, <laughs> she was the only good looking woman that would ever fuck. fuck. Yeah, she was, she was prior know. to her, prior to her. I had prior to her. I had, I had no, I didn't care prior to her. I didn't care. The uglier, the better. I didn't care. The uglier, the better. Yeah. What's going on with you? 
Oh God, I, I got to like, stop because I know my daughter listens to this show. I feel like we're having a, lo- a little bit of a crisis. Oh, oh. Uh, first of all, to my daughter Laurie, who I love, who certainly uh, loves us, loves you, Conrad. Um, I, I apologize. Please stop this. Stop this uh, version right now. Don't listen anymore, Laurie. Go back and do something else. Make a baby. Make a baby. Get me. Make me a granddad. There you go. Do you think that's why uh, Lori's husband married her? <laughs> okay, so now we go. Oh, uh, Brian Adams with a cover, and he hooked a near leg. Not a far leg, a near leg. He hooked that time. Uh, Brian Adams, one of the real great kids, and hate the fact that he's not with us anymore. Yeah, he's a, he's a young guy here too. He's 32 years old, uh, no yeah. longer with us. Um, he was really good friends with the undertaker. Uh, who else did Brian Adams hang with backstage? Uh, Brian Clark, I think. Sure. And, uh, chronic, of course, uh, you want to guess what, um, what Brian Adams was bringing in here? No, boy, he was probably making 350. Is that really the guess? Yeah, that's the guess, 350. 269, 307 huh? in 1999. Wow. What about a Horace Hogan? Oh, my God. Horace was making every bit of that. Horace made 221, 887. What about uh-huh. Malenko? Malenko had to be making 150. 291, 592. Okay. Good. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm glad he was. that was good money for him. Benoit. Wow. Guess. I would, to me, I would think Benoit would make more than any of them. 300,000. 353, 427. There you go. Yeah, there you go. How come you're not Uh, listed in here? Because mine was a secret. Hey, so, and you know, uh, uh, another person that uh, Brian Adams was very close to. Who's that? Major guns. Well, thank a lot. Of yeah. Okay. You couldn't get, couldn't get too close to her because you would run into something. Oh, I feel like I should shout out. Uh, I'm, I'm ripping all this WCB contract information, uh, off here. If you'd like to uh, look it up, just throw it in your Google machine. Um, it's readily available. You could just look up WCB contract and payroll information. A fellow named Chris Harrington and his boy, David Bixon span helped put it all together. So, Shout out to uh, Bix and uh, Chris Harrington for putting it together. You want to know how much I made th- th- that year? Sure. Guess. $7 million. <laughs> <laughs> you and I wouldn't be talking here today if I made that much. Because well, I, be, I would be in Tahiti. Um, 175. Uh, no, by this time I was making like 250, I think. Let me At just tell you, two fifty in twenty eighteen is good money. Two fifty in nineteen ninety nine is fucking mm-hmm. great money. Yeah. Plus, I had a I had an extra added bonus. I was a Turner employee, which means I had the benefits. And here was the big thing, Conrad. And here was something that. And this is the reason that. Here's the main reason that Tony Schiavone put up with all this shit. Turner Broadcasting had a four hundred one k, right? That matched a buck fifty for every buck you put in. 
So if you put in 50 grand that year, they put in 75 for you. Exactly. That's a huge deal. It was the most lucrative 401k anybody ever knew. Anybody ever knew. And then of course, 2008 hit, but, uh, it was tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. So at the time you were probably trying to figure out how can we live on as little as we can and dump as much as we can into the 401k. Cause we more yeah. than double our money, right? Yeah. We dumped a lot in it. We really, really did dumped a lot in it. And then of course, when I lost my job, it all came in pretty handy. Uh, but I, uh, you know, I, I think I said, uh, Bill Watts was going to cut my contract and then he, I, and I agreed to it. And then Eric Bischoff came back in and he didn't cut my contract. He actually gave me a little bump. So that's why when people say, did you like Eric? Yes, I liked Eric because Eric trusted me and I made my best money with Eric Bischoff. Let me ask you, when you said he gave you a little bump, are you talking about off your really long fingernails or are you talking about in pay? No, I'm talking about in pay and my fingernail. I cut my fingernails now every three days. I can't believe it. Have you seen my fingernails before? Uh, check it. Take a look. What do you think? No white on my fingernails. I I used to have white on my fingernails. Well, you know why that is because you're a fucking millionaire and you get those little Koreans to come to your house and do your nails. That's not true. Nobody's ever been to my house to do my nails. Well, then you go to some, uh, nail. I've I've never had a manicure in my life. Really? Yeah. You don't know what you're missing. No, I'm not getting a fucking manicure. No, you don't know what you're missing. No, I don't want that. Okay. That's not for me. All right. Well, at least you try once. You know, when you were dumping all that money into savings uh, yeah. and the 401k, would that have been with Edward Jones? I don't know who it was with. It was whoever it was. The They had different levels. It was the aggressive. I think it should have no, been I, with no, I'll tell you who it was. I'll tell you exactly who it was with Fidelity. Should have been with Lenny Bakken and Edward Jones. Yeah, he's uh, he's coming to Starcast. Yes, I, I know Lenny. I met Lenny uh, uh, not too long ago. He's actually one of our stage sponsors and a super wrestling fan. I can't recommend putting your money with Lenny Bakken enough. Yeah. Hey, uh, Conrad. I, I like to mention this. Uh, one of the perks of being a low key big hog member, uh, and I also believe uh, being a member of Glass Bottom Boat Riders on Patreon is that if I'm in your town, we get to meet for coffee or lunch or dinner or whatever. Sure. And just recently, I met with Travis Langley of Toronto when I was in Buffalo, New York. How did it go? Uh, it was great. It was great to meet Travis. Uh, great fan. He, he won't be able to make it. Uh, Travis was a punk rocker at one time. Really? Yes, he was. And his, his band was called, I think I'm going to get this right. Burning hairy assholes or something like that. Okay. That's quite the name. Okay. And so, and I said, you got to be able to Google that. You got to be in there somewhere. He said, no, you can't find us. We couldn't find it. Uh, which we, we tried to Google burning hairy assholes. I know I'm not going to get it right, but it's very close. You know, uh, I'm going to try to Google it. Burning hairy, hairy ass. Holes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a punk rock band comes up there. huh? No, don't do it. Okay. Oh, uh, I, I won't. So anyway, uh, Travis, 
uh, thanks for being uh, with us. And uh, I've now uh, hung out with three. And again, if I'm in your area, you know, let's get in touch with each other. Uh, I'm going. There is the crippler crossface. Look at the fans react, man. Yeah, they're popping for him, man. Benoit was getting over here. He's on his way to being a really big star. So of course that means he's got to get the fuck out of WCW. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Doesn't that mean that? And now we're going to get to the point here in the match that is really going to start fucking it up. And that is when they bring Vincent down. We were calling, we weren't calling him Vincent this time. We were calling him Vince. By the way, uh, he's trying to come to Starcast, and I'm shutting that shit down. Yeah. I don't blame you. Who, I mean, why would it, who would, why would you do that? I know. I mean, it, I mean, just, just, you know, sit outside of the, uh, the kangaroo or the Seven Eleven with a table and do that. Leave us alone. Bruce, answer your phone. <laughs> so he, he walks out with a with a chair, as you can see, and now he's going to. We took a good shot of his ass. That's nice. Uh, the chair is going to get involved, and they battering him. Some pretty good shit going on in the ring. I thought, I, I thought that Horace Hogan and, and Brian Adams had a pretty damn good match with these kids here. But then again, they're wrestling with Malenko and Benoit, so it'd be hard not to, right? Yeah. But this out, this actually turned out to be pretty cool. They used the cage, which is great. I've had seen cage matches where the fucking cage didn't come into play. And now Mike Jones with his Tommy Hilfiger jeans on is going to get involved here. <laughs> come on. There you go. Do your spot right. Ooh. God. Get off of him. There you go. Go back to the ring. Have we uh, talked enough bullshit about people today? I mean, you know, we've we've ripped on Flair. We ripped on Scott Steiner. I didn't rip we, on Scott Steiner. Uh, I put it over his restaurant and told people to be nice to him. And yeah, let's okay. leave yeah shows. I agree. I mean, I. Listen, here's the deal. I'm going to continue to fuck with ham cubes and Scott Steiner forever. Like I'm not backing up on that, but that's for this show, not for his business. Please don't right. do that. Well, when I get back to Atlanta, I need to go see him. You know, something else I needed to ask you about, uh, Justin Hannah on Twitter, just can't fucking let a good joke be a good joke. And he, and he reached out to, um, Ricky Morton. He saw Ricky Morton at some event. And tried to retell the Hayabusa story in a way that I guess would embarrass Ricky Morton. And Ricky was not happy about it. Allegedly, according to Justin, why would you do that? I don't know. Like, I hate to give a peek behind the curtain here, by the way, Benoit's at the uh, top of the cage here. Yes. It's a spectacular spot. Absolutely spectacular spot ahead of its time. Holding on to the cage here. Yeah. And hey, look at the fans. Everybody knows what's coming and here it comes. Wow. Fucking great spot. It is a great spot, but in hindsight, yeah. you got to wonder, was that a good idea? Yeah, you're, you're right. And the fans pop big time for it. Diving headbutt off the top rope. Yeah. I got to tell you, Tony, this was one hell of a thunder. There's so much meat on the bone on this, so much to digest. I know the WWF is clearly in control of the ratings at this point, but man, you guys are pulling out all the stops to put on good matches and have interesting and different content. I didn't hate it. I dug it. I agree with you. I dug it too. I think, uh, I think it was a very good show and everybody who hates thunder. I get it. I hated thunder too, because I had to do it and we shouldn't have done it, but man, this was a good one. This was a good one. This was a good one to go back and, 
and recap and uh, have a lot of fun with. Well, Had some great performers in our stable at that time. Great performers. So to be clear, I feel like this is the silliest thing we've ever had to say, but to be clear, we take a kernel of truth and then blow it up on this show to make it entertaining. Let's right. not overthink it. Um, right. So I guess we got to, uh, I guess we got, I've got to go. I'm, I'm going to be a man. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to, uh, Shoney's and I'm going to talk to Scott. I'm going to say, Scott, it's comedy. Please understand that. And then I guess I'm going to call Ricky Morton. I say, Ricky. No, I, uh, I think Ricky's cool. I don't think that's necessary, but the point is, here's what really happened. Uh, Ricky Morton saw a Japanese wrestler and said, Hey man, how's Hayabusa doing? That's what happened. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious that Ricky Morton asked about Hayabusa. So then I start yelling that he was asking that he was yelling and speaking louder and slower, which clearly doesn't work for the purposes of comedy. It didn't actually happen that way. He checked on Hayabusa. He asked about a wrestling friend and I tried to make it funny because Ricky don't give a shit. Ricky mm -hmm. knows this is a joke. Ricky yeah. laughs. Ha ha. But when we're trolling people and trying to say, ha ha, they said you were a dumbass. What do you think about that? Yeah. What are you doing? No, they didn't say you were a dumbass. Yeah. Look there. You know, and I appreciate people listening to us. Oh, it's I, the e best. E e even if you're a troll, I appreciate you listening to us. Uh, I really, really do, but settle down. Yeah. I mean, okay. everybody in wrestling gets it. Like I got a DM from Scotty Riggs this week that said, tell Sony, tell Tony quote, yeah. sup, you some bitch from me. Thanks. <laughs> Listening to the podcast where you played American males tune backwards for Tony big pop. Yeah. So people are listening and people get it. But when we try to troll them with it, it's like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, it's the, it's the life that we've uh, developed for ourselves, Conrad, thanks to you. Uh, and, uh, we are having a lot of fun doing this and I look forward to seeing everybody at, at Starcast in Dallas, in Charlotte, and who knows, maybe some other places, uh, down the road. Cause I know you and Bruce go out a lot. I, we've had a lot of requests, a lot of requests. I've had a lot of requests to, why don't you come to LA? See us out in California. Uh, why don't you, uh, why don't you come to England and see us in England? I, well, you I know, baseball. Uh, down the road that, uh, we'll see. Well, absolutely. We'll see. But so. in the meantime, you can check us out. Tomzink.com. Uh, come see us. We'd love to see Charlotte and don't forget low key, big hog. What a great domain that is low key, big hog.com and come see us in Nashville. But Tony, when I look at my clock, I can't help, but feel like it's about that time. Rock and roll express in our main event. They'll be going up against Conrad Thompson and Dave Silva. That's exactly right. The rock and roll express and the fat boy express and our tag team main event. But wait a minute. Oh, Robert Gibson has come out by himself and there is no Ricky Morton. Let's bring our cameras to the back. And Ricky Morton is talking to somebody. Ricky, what's going on here? How is Hayabusa? Hayabusa. Ricky, you got a match. Yeah, but they're fat guys. They won't matter. How is Hayabusa? Uh, is he okay? Hayabusa. Well, we're out of time. I guess it's going to be a, it's going to be a handicap match. It's going to be two on one. We'll see you next week. The tape machines are rolling. We're desperately out of time on what happened when Monday, 
on the MLW Radio Network and on Patron. Raven's mom has got it going on. 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 Raven, can I come over after thunder? A shitty show. We can hang around and read comic books. Bunch of nerds. Did your mom get back from her business trips? Business trip. Is she there? And is she still looking here? What a tool. You know I'm not the fat ass that I used to be. My button on the fur coat is something to see. Raven's mom has got it going on. She's all I want and I've waited so long. Raven, can you see? I'm not like Lori. I know it might be wrong, but I'm in love with Raven's mom. Raven's mom has got it going on. Raven's mom has got it going on. Raven, do you remember when I used to now wrestling? But in seats, your mom came out to see what was going on, going on. I could tell she liked me from the way she said, when she stared. She said to put my son over or I'll pull out your hair. And I know that you think it's just a fantasy But since your dad's a slap dick, she could use a guy like me Raven's mom has got it going on She's all I want and I've waited so long Raven, can you see? I'm not like Lodi I know it might be wrong, but I'm in love with Raven's mom the Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 